This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This is a Business Radio special. Marijuana. Canna Business. A look at the marijuana industry. Here's your host, John Barquette. Then you're all right with me. Hello and welcome to Canna Business, a look at the marijuana industry. Our two-hour special here on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 132. I'm John Barquette, and today we're bringing you special programming. For the next two hours, we're going to take a look at the current and future state of the marijuana industry. According to a recent Pew Research Center survey, about 6 in 10 Americans support marijuana legalization. That's double what it was in 2000, and popular belief is that the legal cannabis industry is poised for explosive growth. Today we'll speak with a variety of experts and cover a range of topics about the industry, including the legal landscape, policy barriers, investing in cannabis, medical marijuana, and how to market a product whose legal future has so much uncertainty. I'd now like to welcome in our next guest to talk about investing in the cannabis space. Troy Dayton is the CEO of the ArcView Group. Troy, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Troy, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in the cannabis industry. Well, I've been working on the politics side of this since 1995, uh, since I was a freshman in college, um, before there was any law changes uh, yet in the space, and um, worked on on this issue really for most of my adult life um, in various advocacy and fundraising roles. And... uh, Prior to starting ArcView in 2010, I was the lead fundraiser for the Marijuana Policy Project, which was changing, you know, most of the state laws around the country. Uh, and it was there that I, I realized, you know, I was raising money from all these high net worth individuals and all these companies that were now in this burgeoning industry, and realizing that. You know, business is a very powerful platform for political change, and that if we ever want to see a day when not a single adult is punished for this plant, we're going to need to have a politically engaged, profitable, and responsible cannabis industry. And so it was then that uh, I teamed up with Steve D'Angelo of Harborside, and we started the ArcView Group as a way to bring those different groups together uh, to help them uh, raise capital and do business. Uh, in a way that was going to uh, propel this industry forward in a responsible way. So what's the forum that you use to bring investors and entrepreneurs together? Are you are you hosting conferences? Are you making introductions? How does it work? We do a wide range of things. So one of the things is uh, that we're the leading publisher of market research in the space uh, since 2011. Um, we've been putting out market data and market research um, we put out a new report every couple months, and we do a big annual report. Um, and now we do that in partnership uh, with BDS Analytics, which really is a data company that focuses totally on the point-of-sale data. And so information is such an important aspect of bringing capital into the space and helping people be able to make good decisions about uh, understanding because the, the, the market just moves so fast. Um, we also have um, a membership uh, group. So we're the really the first and the largest group of cannabis investors in the space. And so high net worth accredited investors that are 
you know, looking to place anywhere from a hundred thousand to a few million dollars into the space, um, join our group. Um, they pay a few thousand dollars a year to be part of our group. And then together, uh, on, you know, our side and also their side, we're looking at a wide range of deals and have, you know, 75 to 80 deals, uh, that are live on our platform any given, at any given time. And, um, and then we host these big, uh, events about five times a year uh, that are these three-day forums uh, where the community really comes together and collaborates and looks at deals and does business and, and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, we've counted over $240 million into about 200 companies. Um, of course, there's probably a lot more deals than that that, we, that have come out of it that we just don't know about. But uh, there's that. And then we have a venture fund. Uh, and then we also have a um, we're also partners in Canopy Boulder, which is a seed stage mentor driven accelerator, um, kind of a la tech stars from the tech industry. But for the cannabis industry, uh, where, um, you know, over 100 companies have uh, been invested in and have gone through that program. Um, and there's some some great companies that have come out of that. Uh, so, you know, we got our hands full. <laughs> It's, it sounds like you should leave the show and get back to work. <laughs> Troy, I have a question for you. I, I, I'm curious how you vet and how you evaluate businesses um, that you're looking at that are startups. Um, what are the kinds of things that you're saying? You know, we, we, we've all seen like the social network and watched how Sean Parker mm-hmm. told Mark Zuckerberg to just call it Facebook and not the Facebook. I, I imagine most of the time nothing that dramatic is happening. But what is, what's the advice that you're giving companies right now? And what are the things that you're looking for? in startups in this industry? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it really depends. I mean, it also depends on what you call a startup. Um, I mean, certainly this industry is maturing uh, pretty rapidly now. And so a lot of investors are looking at investing in companies that are more in the growth phase than necessarily yep. a startup phase, although obviously there's you know clearly lots of opportunities in the startup phase. Um, and so when it comes to the startup phase... Well, let me interrupt for one second, actually, Troy. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that distinction makes perfect sense. And yeah, I can't, I can't escape the fact that given the regulatory environment, the risk that's present even for growth stage companies just seems to me to, to still be, you know, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the, the risk and the, the unique nature of, of the challenges in this industry are both the benefit and the drawback for an investor depending on the investor, right? And their kind of appetite. I mean, the kind of investors that are have been in this sector uh, are investors who are like, wait a second, there's, you know, you don't have interstate commerce. Uh, they have to pay these absurd taxes. Uh, there's just ever-changing local and state regulations that could end a business any day. Um, it's hard to hire uh, in the space. It's, it's, you know, everything's harder, right? Some investors look at that and go, ah, but I see that where the puck is going. I see where public opinion is going. I see that in the next few years, the banking problems are going to go away. The, the interstate commerce is going to come. Uh, you know, bam, 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 all these things that are challenges are going to go away. And so they see what's going to go away and see the opportunity to get in now because the, the the other investors are staying away from it until those things resolve, right? And so the valuations are low, particularly in private companies. I mean, that's starting to change. And then 
what's happened in the last, say, I think really six to eight months is we're starting to see the next wave of investors come in, the ones who are looking at it as, ah, okay, the, the clouds are starting to clear, and now is when I want to put my money in. But there's a whole nother batch of investors who is just not going to touch this until federal law officially changes, until the international treaties change, until there's um, uh, interstate commerce. And those people, you know, are certainly going to be paying a lot more for these companies. <laughs> right. Um, Let's say you're an investor yeah. who wants to get uh, involved in in the industry. They want some exposure to it. Well, mm-hmm. what, what should they do? Well, it, it depends. If you're a private investor um, and, and investing investing into companies, into private companies is not your full-time job, uh, then, and you have another job, <laughs> I, I, I see a lot of investors make the mistake of looking at a few deals and having a friend that's got a friend that's got a friend and making right. one or two investments. Uh, and the, the problem with that is that any in a, in a in a market that's as volatile as this uh, and as uh, has so much uh, is so treacherous in so many ways, investing in one or two companies uh, without a ton of research into a wide range of other companies is unlikely to be of big benefit because you're you the chances that any one company is going to succeed are are, are pretty slim. I mean, we remember the dot com. Boom. We remember the social networking boom. We remember the renewable energy boom, right? I mean, there's a, a lot of evidence to suggest that if in a boom like this, you want to diversify. And there's a couple ways to do that. One is if you really decide you want to devote a lot of time and energy, you can join a group like ArcView um, and, and others to really build a community of people that are looking at deals together. But that means you're going to spend you know, real time on it. Um, and some people love that because they feel like they can add value to companies that they're investing in and they really want to kind of get their hands dirty and learn about it. That's one way to do it. But you got to make sure you're investing in five to 10 companies, uh, in order to, in order to do that, particularly if they're really early stage. Um, if they're going a little later down the stage, you can narrow that down a little bit because a lot of those have been de-risked quite a bit. But, I think the best way for the average uh, person who wants to, to place real capital into the space uh, is to do it through a managed fund, right? And this is assuming you're an accredited investor, um, is people who are fund managers, they are looking at this day in and day out, and they're able to get diversification. Um, we're at a, a particularly unique inflection point in the industry right now, where between 2018 and 2019, we're projecting a 36% growth in worldwide retail cannabis sales. Wow. Okay. It, that's the biggest jump yet. Um, and we're talking about a, you know, a 27% compound annual growth rate over the course of five years. Um, so the velocity of the money needs to be fairly fast. So you've got the, the, the these valuations are not going to be like this. I don't think for forever. I think when we get close to federal law changing, um, the, once it's clear that that's going to happen, the valuations will go nuts and it'll be maybe tough to place capital at that point. So I do think that we are in a unique moment where the valuations are still semi reasonable. Um, and also where frankly, there's a lot of, uh, distressed assets too. So you've got an interesting bifurcation in the marketplace right now, 
um, where you've got some companies that have access to a lot of capital. Um, they've, they've got enough in the bank to navigate the treacherous regulatory waters. And you have a bunch of people who have really strong brands and everything, but they don't have the team and they don't have the money to get the team. And they, they've made a few missteps. Um, there And the regulations are just, you know, in some cases, like in California, have just been horrible. And, and so it's really put a lot of undue pressure on, on some companies. So I think there's some unique opportunities there. And so I feel like we're in a unique uh, moment when it comes to investing in, in private companies. Um, when, it, when we shift over to the public markets, um, that's a whole nother ballgame. It's not a ballgame I'm, I'm particularly an expert on, um, but there's so many other variables in the public markets. Uh, but you also have, you know, usually have more easy liquidity, uh, so it's not as big of a risk um, when, you, when you place a bet uh, there. But there's certainly a lot of opportunity there as well. Troy, we got 30 seconds left. But tell us before you go, what's next for ArcView, and, and what are you looking forward to in the, in the future in the space? Yeah, well, the next big thing, we've got a big event happening uh, in uh, uh, Vancouver, April 23rd uh, through 25th. Um, uh, Mikey Steinmetz, who's uh, the CEO of Flocana that just closed the largest round, uh, private round ever in the space, is going to be our keynote. Um, so it's a great place for, for great. people to go. Thank you, Troy. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cut you That's off it. there All and right. just say thanks so much. Great to have you on. Yeah, Very enlightening. I'm John Barquette, and you're listening to Cannabis, a look at the marijuana industry here on SiriusXM 132. Like us, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash SiriusXM Business Radio. And follow us on Twitter at BizRadio132. This is Business Radio. Business Radio. Powered by the Wharton School. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.